Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. These moments I'll be taking you through, which I promised you last week, will show you how the Heavenly Father, like a compass, directed me and can direct you through a wonderful journey. And even, as I shared last week, to the other side of suffering. It was in the mid-morning of November 27, 1972, the Monday after Thanksgiving weekend, and it was my day off. This was during the time when I was serving as the high school pastor at Melody Land Christian Center in Anaheim, California, where Ralph Wilkerson was serving as the senior pastor. Kath and I were at home with the kids that morning when my cousin and his wife, Robin and Patty Graham, stopped by for a short visit. You may recall that I spoke of them in a recent episode. Robin and Patty and their little daughter Quimby had come to California to see their parents and families over the Thanksgiving holiday, and they wanted to see us before returning to their home in Montana. It was so good seeing them, even for a brief time and it was a special time together. After an hour or so, and just before leaving, Patty said something like, David and Kathy, Robin and I have something we want to share with you. After a little pause, she said, We believe that God wants you to move to Montana, and we believe He wants you to come right away. Now, I think I may have squinted, and paused for a bit. Because, number one, we had no thoughts of leaving our role as high school pastor at Melodyland. We loved the high school kids we were leading. We loved what we were doing. And number two, these two loved ones, Robin and Patty, were fairly new Christians. How could they possibly know what God wanted for our lives? Yes, David, Patty said again, we believe he wants you guys to move to Montana. And right away, Kathy and I looked at each other and smiled a little. I think I probably said something like, well, that's nice of you guys uh, to believe that. I guess we'll have to see. But Patty wouldn't have it. She said, let's pray right now that God will speak to you. Before I knew it, the four of us sitting around the kitchen table were holding hands and listening to Patty's prayer, which in short went something like, God, show David and Kathy that they're supposed to move to Montana and right away. When Patty finished praying, I can't remember if Kathy or I prayed, I think Robin may then have said, well, we better go now. We have a long drive ahead of us. So we walked out the front door and hugged goodbye just before they boarded their 1951 blue and white post office van and slowly motored down the street toward their Montana home. 
As I stood there staring and shaking my head, I could hear the phone ringing through the open front door. So I ran across the front lawn to the front door, hustled through the living room into the kitchen, and picked up the phone. Hello, I said, breathing heavily. Hello, David, the voice said on the other end. This is Jim Spillman. I gulped and then stuttered. Hello, hello, Jim. What's up? I mean, how, how are you? Fine, David, he said. But David, I need to talk to you. I know it's your day off, but I need to talk to you right away. Could you get down to my church office right away? Sure, Jim. Uh, that would be... Yes, I'll, I'll, get, I'll be right there. Good. I'll see you soon, he said. And he hung up. At the time, Jim Spillman was a highly respected evangelist, pastor, and teacher. He held graduate degrees in both history and Greek. Jim would later become widely known as an author and a speaker, and for his charismatic ministry and personality. Over time, audiences around the world would be captivated by the power of God that was demonstrated in his life. Through his ministry, vast numbers came to know Jesus, experience healing, and witness other mighty works of renewal. At the time of this phone call, Jim Spillman, a much older man than me, was also the associate pastor, the second pastor in charge at Melody Land Christian Center, one of the largest churches in America, where he carried a commanding presence. And this is the man that needed to talk to me right away. Why? What had I done? During the entire 15-minute drive to Jim's church office, I repented of every sin I, I could possibly think of. I wasn't looking forward to this meeting with Pastor Spillman. It was only 20 minutes after receiving his call when I approached the pastor's open office door, where I could see him sitting behind his giant desk, looking more commanding than ever. He asked me to close the door and to take a seat. After a few nervous seconds, Jim said, David, I have something important to share with you. Don't worry, you haven't done anything wrong. He must have noticed a little fear written on my face. No, in fact, you've been doing great, he said. We love what you've done since you've been here. This is about something, well, totally different. And it's this. Last night, I had a most extraordinary dream. It was so vivid. It was the only dream I've ever had in my entire life that was in full living color. And it was all about you. And when I woke up this morning, God told me that I was to share the dream with you right away. Well, then I got to the office. I immediately got caught up with stuff. And I didn't want to bother you on your day off. But then about 20 minutes ago, I heard God clearly say to me, Jim, I told you to call David right away. So I did. I dropped everything and called you. And this is why. In my dream, David, you were standing in the middle of a beautiful valley that was surrounded by tall mountains. There was lots of water close by. I don't know where this place is, 
but it's a place that reminds me very much of Switzerland, one of my favorite places on earth. You were standing in the middle of what I would call a large encampment. It was surrounded by evergreen trees. You were standing in the center of this encampment, and there were people coming to you, young people, from all over the world. And then these same young people were going out to places all over the world. And high above, frozen in the sky over the encampment, were huge letters that spelled out the word YOUTH. One month later, at two in the morning on the day after Christmas, December 26th, Kathy and I put our three children into our 21-year-old car, and with $500 in our pocket, we headed north toward the Flathead Valley of Montana. We had no idea what we would be doing when we got there, or even where we would be living. But we had received a word from God, and we felt completely at peace, certain that He was with us, and certain that He was directing us. It would be on an evening, over 12 years later, that I would stand with hundreds of others in the center of a lakeside Montana encampment near the shore of the gigantic Flathead Lake at the base of the Rocky Mountains. We were gathered in celebration to watch the nearly 100-foot-tall water tower lights be turned on for the first time. The giant letters on the tower spelled out, Youth with a mission. It was impossible to hold back the tears. And God was there with his power. Darling Cunningham, the dear wife of Lauren Cunningham, the founder of Youth with a Mission International, told me these words a short time later. David, she said, with her infamous twinkly smile, I see YWAM Montana as a mighty locomotive roaring down the tracks, and one better get on board or step out of the way. As I said last week, YWAM Montana would eventually become, and still is, one of the most dynamic YWAM bases in the world. And it all started with some amazing moments in 1972. It started with Robin and Patty's believing prayer, followed by the Father's direction in a dream a clear vision from God of what he would make happen. Now, there are three important things that I learned or that were reinforced because of our life-changing experience. The first is this. If you're under the leadership of the Heavenly Father, he promises to direct you, and he will, sometimes in the most unusual ways. Remember me sharing my life verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That verse is for real. Second, God wants us to believe in and unite with him in his world. He is our father and our leader, and we need to stay connected to him and to his kingdom endeavors. How do we stay connected with him? We read his word, we pray, and we listen for his personal words to us. Pay close attention to the impressions and the words that come to mind. God speaks to a son or daughter who is listening, like with Robin and Patty, who listened before they spoke prophetic words to us. 
and prayed for us. Jim Spillman, who was a learned older man, was connected to God and his kingdom endeavors, and God could trust him to share a specific dream with a nervous young man. I think this is a good time to share something from the Bible about these two things. Listen to the verse from Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men and women will see visions, and your old men and women will dream dreams. Third, and finally, be patient and trust in our Father's leadership and timing. Over those 12 years, 12 very important years, after a directive dream was given, there were some very wonderful people to live life with, to grow with, and to learn from before the dream could come to pass. I'll be sharing some of those stories in future episodes. So here's my last thought. Trust your Heavenly Father throughout the process. The process is just as important as the end result. Live with faith and enthusiasm during the process. And live the supernatural life during the process. Dear friend, as one of our Father's sons and daughters, you have a special purpose. God has kingdom assignments for you. Listen for His direction. Let Him be your compass. Dear Father, it's still difficult for me to hold back the tears. You are so good to your sons and daughters, so faithful, faithful to care for us and to direct us into an amazing purpose. Prove that to this dear one, Father. Show this dear one a vision or a dream for new kingdom purposes. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.